Hello, Tina. Hello, Ryan Kalpin. How are you? Long time no talk. This is uncharted territories for us since January. I know, right? Rekindled our palship. We have. I feel like palship pal should be a word. I think That's it should, word. too. It kind of sounds like battleship, and I like I that. Think, I think I might start using that instead of friendship, palship. Palship. We've gone, what, two weeks? And you obviously recorded with Angelica last week, which, Angelica, thank you very much for stepping in for me. You did a lovely job, both of you talking yeah, about gel's great. Nicole Kidman. So thank you. You guys tackled some big issues on that. We uh, did. We did. That was unexpected. But um, <laughs> we we both watched movies that were about big issues. So, you know, and, and those are important to talk about. Absolutely. You guys did a great job of talking and, and uh, you know, kind of navigating those those tougher terrains to, to conversate about. So, again, Angelica, thank you. Um, I've been away for two weeks, which means... Yeah, I where have you some, been? have some stories. Stories, um, i okay. But before we get into those real quickly, uh, this is season two of Roll the Credits, unlike TV shows or anything else you might listen to. Nothing changes besides... Um, Episode 29 is now going to be the start of season two. And I think um, it's a great episode to start season two. It off is with. a great episode to, to start off with. I'm just a little disappointed that it wasn't an episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, the OCD well, in me is like, eh. I already spoke it into existence. But you did. It's tw- okay. One, we had 28 lovely episodes uh, in season one, including guests from uh, appearances from Adam Pally. And uh, also Allison Page, and we navigated and talked about a ton of great movies, and, yeah. and looked into to a lot of great work from different actors and actresses um, across the country. Favorite movie from season one? I guess we'll oh, be we able to do that now. Nice, good question. Uh, well, I think it's just best to go off our top rating and bottom rating. Uh, you know, we we've watched. I think if you take away the teaser episode and that awful "Have you seen Andy?" documentary, <laughs> that was a bad one. <laughs> um, and I think I watched one TV show, so it's about twenty-five or twenty-six movies for each of us. Uh, the top score for me on season one was uh, "Black Swan" at an eight point four. Uh, obviously, a very great movie. Natalie Portman won the Oscar for it, well deserved. We talked about all that, but that has to be the best movie I've seen. But really close to that was three. Uh, billboards outside of ebbing missouri uh, my woody harrelson movie that came in at 8.3 um and the worst movie i watched was actually the first movie i watched and it will be the worst movie i hope i've ever seen in this podcast margaret 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 got a 3.9 so best and worst for me was black swan and uh margaret and hopefully you could see as you're the listeners here it's difficult to get up in that upper echelon of eights you know eight four the highest throughout all of those movies that we've seen We've seen some good movies. It's just the way that me and Tina think is it's tough to get into that nine category. And we have yet to see anything higher than eight four. Um, so what, what was your best and worst? Uh, well, so remember that I regret my best rating of La La Land. Correct. Yeah. We yeah. said we weren't going to talk about it anymore. Yeah, I know. Well, that's unfortunately like my top score. So I can't. Is that the best movie you watched? No. Well, what's the best movie you watched? Uh, so I think the best movie I watched was either Ray, um, or it was the Mark Ruffalo movie from the beginning, uh, Spotlight. Okay. So the Spotlight won a lot of awards as well, yep. as did, as did Ray, Jamie Foxx. Um, worst one? I wouldn't say it was necessarily the worst one. Because it was just like stupid humor was Joe Dirt, mm. but it's not yeah, something it's like I'm a, like. It's like a cult classic, you know? yeah, like, yeah. So like, I can't be like, oh yeah, it was the worst one I watched because it, it it wasn't realistically, but it wasn't. What was like a great. serious movie that you watched that was pretty terrible? Um, that's another great question. As I'm, I've watched about Wake Wakefield with Brian. Oh, that Cranston was not with, a good one. You said. Men, Women, and Children with Julie Gardner was not a great one. Wait, Jennifer Gardner. Oh, always Jennifer get Gardner. mixed up. Um, it was Lila and Eve. That was a serious one. It was not great. That what was, was that? Um, Viola Davis. Mm, okay. Oh, oh, our worst one was Horse Girl. 
Uh, that was rough. Well, it sucks because I love Alison Brie so much. And so do I've I. Now, I've now listened to multiple podcasts with her and Dave Franco. And like she talks about how much she loves that project. It was her first directorial debut. And it was like so, so important to her. And, you know, well, she's so lovely and sweet. But, but that movie was quite terrible. It was not terrible. I'm sorry. It was just it was just peculiar is what I'll say. It wasn't, um, but like the plot just like, it doesn't, it didn't make sense. Like it, it was weird. It was different. It was, mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I think it was maybe over our heads. Yep. I agree. Um, but we had a lot of great, a lot of highs and lows throughout that season one. You know, we thank you guys so much for listening every single week. We've grown our listenership uh, throughout the past. What's has been six months now. Um, I think our first episode was the last week of January. So, you know, six months and counting every single month we have more unique listeners. Uh, you know, every single, you know, obviously, like I said, we got to talk to two great actors and we wanted to start season two off, uh, with episode 29 because we have another great actor joining us here in a few moments. Uh, Colin Moss, you might know him as junk from one tree Hill. You might know him as deputy shoot from the new, uh, hit show from the summer, uh, outer banks on Netflix. And he's also been, and a smattering of Nicholas Sparks movies, as well as really a lot of other projects that he's done since he joined the scene when he was 26. Um, so we're really Hidden excited. Figures to- and um, figures. what was the other one that just totally slipped my mind that I was going to say? I'm not sure, but he was in The Notebook, Safe Haven, Dear John, Hidden Figures. He's got some really exciting projects in the work that we'll let you know let you listen to him talk about uh, at the at the end of the episode, um, which he says he wants to go through. So we're excited to speak with him um, here in a, in a few minutes. But me and Tina wanted to catch up, maybe reminisce on season one a little bit since it has been uh, a couple of weeks since we last chatted. Uh, a lot has happened has on been. my end. I have moved apartments, which yes, was you have. hell. I'm sitting in my common area of my new apartment without any Wi-Fi. My laptop is broken and I am recording this through my phone. Um, so birth of a nation you're not even listening you're just looking up that movie it's because it was gonna drive me insane it's birth of a nation but yes ryan moved he is now in a loft a bachelor pad you haven't seen it in person obviously but tina has seen facetimes of the roof and and i think she's seen some pictures of the apartment it's quite nice it's quite up it's a nice upgrade um so i'm certainly is I'm excited to have my own gym. Uh, the rooftop is amazing. It's his Common own area. personal gym. They built it just for him. Each person here has their own gym. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really, it's, the, I mean, as a living the bachelor life, I now have a dog, a big rooftop and a nicer apartment, which I have uh, spent some money to, to nicely decorate. And, and hopefully that um, the ladies will flock. The ladies will flock. I hope so too, buddy. How's Sunny um, might, doing? How's she adjusting to the new apartment? She's doing okay. She's she's. When I first brought her home, her birthday is actually coming up. August twenty fifth is her uh, quote unquote Aww. gotcha day. But um, happy birthday, I, Sunny! Yeah, soon a couple of weeks. Um, but when I first brought her home, she had really big separation anxiety, uh, and I could never leave. She would trash the room, whether it was scratch a door, rip up, rip up the carpet, um, you know, just destroy anything in her path. And it took about two months for her to understand that I was always coming back. And then she was fine. So moving in this new place, it's kind of a, a new feeling for her. And I think she's starting to, to go through some of that again. Not nearly as bad, but, you know, she knocked over a trash can. She was barking. Um, so I think she's still figuring out, you know, kind of going through that again, that, you know, making sure I always come, will come back. So, you know, it might not take two months, but it might take a couple of weeks for her to feel settled in. But she has a lot more space than she did in her last uh, in the last place because she was always just in my room. She has the whole apartment to kind of walk around and, and enjoy the the natural light that comes in. She looks great in natural light, so uh, she'll uh, she'll be she'll be basking in it quite soon. Honestly, one of my favorite things to do is sleeping on my parents' back porch, like taking a nap on the back porch. Um, because it is enclosed, but they have skylights. So like natural lights just flow. I fucking love taking naps in natural light. It's a great feeling. Okay. I no, am. That's, that's lovely. <laughs> I am a dog. I am a cat. Uh, you, I am a pet. You would, lo- 
you would love my apartment then because there's massive windows and natural lights always coming in. Um, but I will be having right. a, uh, obviously you'll be coming over soon enough once everything is sorted, you know, how moving goes. It sometimes takes a couple of weeks to get everything going and put together, but, uh, yeah, super exciting there. Um, we won't do this now, but we might have a couple date reviews to go through, uh, on our next reg regularly scheduled programming. Um, I won't say from me or Tina, I won't say how many, but you know, we might have something to go through, um, when we get back to our normal episode next week after interviewing Colin Moss in a few minutes, um, before we get to him, one more quick story I wanted to talk to you about, cause I know you're going to enjoy this, Tina, you know me very well. Um, it's a very open podcast. So another reason that I was unable to record last week was because I was actually in the mountains with a little bit of a high school reunion type thing. A close group of friends got together up in Lake Harmony for, for an extended weekend. We went, you know, got in a boat went fishing, swam in the lake, you know, kind of did all that stuff. Sounds lovely. And, uh, I never liked the smoking pot. You know, it didn't make, never made me feel, I don't like when my brain is affected is what I should say. It, it kind of freaks me out. I get the alcohol does the same thing, man. Yeah. People do say that. And I am a, a wild man's on the alcohol, but, uh, I love it too much. So, uh, not one that dabbled with too much of the, the stuff that messes with your brain, but one of my buddies, um, brought some mushrooms to <gasps> the lake because. Did you, Ryan so, Calvin, <laughs> um, I cannot I, believe it. I don't believe it. I already told my parents a story. So, you know, I'm, I'm a grown man. Um, but anyway, we went on man, Thursday. I am. <laughs> we went on Thursday and I wasn't going to do it. Like, I really, I, I, I had no intention to do it because if I did it and it didn't go well, like being in a foreign place, quote unquote, I, I don't know what I would have done. I mean, I had a bad experience with pot one time and I was really had to go to the hospital. Um, so... <laughs> So Thursday night, you know, all the guys are doing it and, you know, just, just, it seems that they're having a great time just giggling and, um, you know, enjoying life. Nothing's going wrong. And so Thursday happens, I don't do it, you know, kind of just, you know, drink, enjoy myself, whatever. It's, it's not like it's affecting me that I'm not doing it, but then Saturday rolls around, which is the last full day. And some of the guys are talking about doing it during the day and, and kind of, you know, just enjoying the night with it. And, I just started to feel like, oh, this is this is sad. Like, seventy-five percent of the people I'm with, including all the guys, are doing it. Um, you know, I feel left out. So I, I took. I, you I was caved and for, gave in to peer pressure. <laughs> I was drinking for a couple of hours, and I was like, ah, fuck it. What's gonna happen? What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> um, so my buddy who works at uh, on a marijuana farm for uh, medical marijuana and, and knows a lot about this stuff the one who brought them, talked me through it, you know, talked about how much to, to eat and what part of it to eat and all that, I guess, differs for the type of, what part of the brain it affects. Um, oh. Long story short, I fucking loved it. it I kid you not, Tina, there was this tree next mm -hmm. to, we had like a deck on the, on the house and there was this tree next to it and it was the greenest tree I have ever seen in my life. It was just like, it was just magnificent. And, um, did you, it really did you take a picture of it? I didn't. You're so in the moment on these things. Right. And like, yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, it was just, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to explain. It was such a great, it was a great time. And everyone kept saying like, you just feel warmer about everything. And sometimes when I drink, I can become nasty and I not the greatest to be around if, uh, the alcohol hits a certain parts on the, in a certain mood, whatever, whatever yep. happens. Seen that. But <laughs> I was just, uh, everyone just said, I kept saying how beautiful they were, how beautiful this tree was, how like glowing everything was. Um, you get giggly. Um, God bless her. My friend Morgan, who was pretty much just like my buddy the whole trip. She was just like next to me and like, you kind of get stuck sometimes. And I got stuck on our one friend. We were playing piccolo. And I thought that we were playing piccolo for like six days straight. <laughs> and I was also very drunk as well. So I kept asking her the same question. Like, <laughs> are we still are we still playing piccolo? What day is it? And then I would point to the guy running piccolo, who was my good friend, and saying, "Is, is who is that? How old is that man? <laughs> and she would just continue to have to say, we're playing for a couple of hours. That's our friend Dieter yes, he's our age. And 
God bless her because she didn't get tired of me. But it, overall, the experience was great. It's not something that I would do all the time, but in, in a in a moment like that, where you're in the woods, you're you're in the mountains, whatever. Yeah. Like it was it was uh, it was enjoyable, and um, things are just a little bit brighter, a little bit warmer, a little bit glowier, and uh, it was cool. I love that report. That was a good so one. I, I thought that you would appreciate that story. I did, um, but very much so. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people have come here to listen to Colin Moss talk. As mm, definitely heard us. not us. They've heard us talk a whole fucking lot the last six months. Um, so, guys, we are super excited to uh, jump on with Colin Moss. As I said, you know him from One Tree Hill. You know him from The Notebook, Safe Haven, Dear John, and most recently, uh, the hit show of the summer on Netflix, Outer Banks. This is Roll the Credits, and this is Colin Moss. Again, Colin, thank you so much for joining us here on Roll the Credits. We are uh, super excited to, to talk to you, and, and there's a lot that, that we want to talk about. Um, you know, we took a look, obviously, at, at your whole credit list, and it looks like you've been in this business since you were 14, I think was the first credit you have on your IMDb page. <laughs> is, that, is that right or wrong? I think that's a fabrication. Um, Fabri- how, how, I guess, how long have you been in the business officially? For, since I was 14? I mean, I've, I've been acting, I mean, I've been doing theater since I was a kid, mm. uh, okay. for sure. But, um, and I, I did a, uh, I did, a, um, like an after school specialty type thing when I was younger than 14. I don't know how old, like maybe 11, 12. Um, <laughs> it was like this, this, this video that they shot to send around to health classes uh, about um, about eating disorders, and it was called it was called heavy load. And, <laughs> oh man! And it, it, it was so that that was my first film experience. Aside from, <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know if that counted. Um, yep, that counts. That must be what I saw. <laughs> no way! I've I've tried to find this thing and I can't find it anywhere. It's got it's got to be hilarious. It's probably not. Like, it's probably not okay anymore. It's probably not PC. Oh, for it's sure. probably, you know, it's just like it's, it's in the in the title alone. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But um. But yeah. Aside. So I I I got going on this professionally really when I was um like like twenty six, twenty seven. Okay. And did you always out. did you always know that that's what you wanted to do? I mean, you said you did theater when you were a little kid. Is, did you know that that was the route you were going to take? I knew I enjoyed it. Um. Uh, no, I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how viable I thought it was as a career, really. I just knew it was something mm-hmm. I enjoyed doing and that um, I was good at and I got a good, uh, I got a good response from people about it. But I did. Yeah, um, I just I knew it was going to be in my life forever. I didn't know in what capacity. Right. Okay. And you were born in Buffalo or am I, or am I wrong again? Is, is that one right? Oh, okay. Oh, I see. I know. Aha. Aha. This, um, so that you looked on Wikipedia, I'm assuming. We did. That's where we got uh, our facts, yes. You got to go to IMDb, man. You want the, you want the legit creds. Damn. You go to the internet two. movie. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so on Wikipedia, anybody can apply that with whatever yes. information they want. And it turns out somebody put Chad Michael Murray's um, <laughs> birthplace and date up there for mine. Chad Michael Murray was born in Buffalo and is I mean you guys uh, look exactly considerably the younger same, than I. So. Oh yeah, people like people are always like, "Are you Chad Michael?" <laughs> Not quite. You were Lucas yeah. Scott, right? You know, yeah. So, okay, so, so pretty much. You weren't born in Buffalo. Where were you then? Where I was were you born? I was born in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Gotcha. Okay. So you've been in the Carolinas then throughout your whole career? Forever and ever and ever. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's it's I've traveled. Yeah. I've traveled. <laughs> I mean, I'm not you know, I don't have blinders on. It's so yeah. funny that, you know, obviously some of the and we'll obviously get to it, but One Tree Hill and Outer Banks now, both of them, you know, obviously are based and shot from from our knowledge in, in North Carolina. That is 
is, is that must have been like a dream come true for you to be able to, to be a part of those, you know, obviously massive shows in almost your home state. Absolutely. Well, um, well, I, I was living in Wilmington, North Carolina when uh, One Tree Hill started when I got in on that. Um, so, yeah, that was, you know, to be able to work in your backyard is a dream come true. And especially I just started uh, having I started my family uh, there in between. I had a child between the pilot and the time we picked up, got picked up for the first season of One Tree Hill. Um, and so it was, it was nice to be able to shoot in my hometown and then um i was in wilmington for like 21 years and i moved and i now live in charleston south carolina um and this is my third year here and after moving here um got um got news that the outer banks was going to be shooting here in charleston so it's it, outer oh, Banks wow. shoots and it's set in north carolina shoots in south carolina um so that and uh that and the righteous gemstones both shoot in Charleston so it's just uh, a real great. fortuitous yeah you hear yeah. so many times that you have you know actors have to go from New York or LA or vice versa or they have to go even out of the country to, to do mm. certain projects and you know no, no, those are not both massive shows that you were a part of and you know to be able to have them in your backyard that was that, that's spectacular <laughs> yeah it, it really was and and just you know the southeast is um as, as a place where you can be a working actor is, uh, is great. And, and like you say, a lot of people are under the, uh, under the impression that one has to go to New York or LA, like you said, mm -hmm. for, uh, for any kind of uh, um, substantial success. And, and, it, and it's just, that's just not true anymore. Like the Southeast is a huge hub for it. Wilmington was for a long time. Um, you know, now Atlanta gets so much, um, so much business. Um, so really, it's it's crazy how it's grown in the southeast. I mean, there's been an ebb and flow depending on what state that you're in, and depending on how the incentive, the tax incentives have have gone. But uh, to be able to to stay in the southeast and uh, and you know create a, a career, uh, you know, make a living out of it, yeah, has been pretty special. Yeah. You know? Okay, so you, you were obviously in a classic show, One Tree Hill, which which most of our listeners, I'm sure, have heard of, and you played Junk. Who was a character throughout the entire show, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Um, what What was that experience like? One, you know, being there, recording it, filming it in the moment, and then obviously now, 10, 15 years removed from the show, it's still being a staple across young adults everywhere. I mean, uh, we watched it. Tina watched it, you know, live and then reruns again. How does it feel to be such a part of such a classic uh, show? It's really cool. I gotta say. I mean, uh, you know, it's. Um, the fan base for that show is just as amazing and huge and loyal. And, uh, and the, you know, we've done conventions now over the past few years, uh, where we get to meet a lot of the diehard fans and many of them return, uh, or the one, you know, return to the various conventions. Uh, and so, you know, you get to know these, some of these people. So anyway, it's, it's, it is, it is interesting what an institution it became. Um, and how popular. So it's great. Um, I'm very grateful to that show for having opened a lot of doors. Um, yeah, it was, uh, and, and shooting, you know, shooting it through and, and watching it grow in popularity as we shot it over nine years uh, was really cool and, and interesting. I mean, as, as I'm sure you observed, Junk was, so, you know, as while I was a part of it, I was sort of a, a peripheral part of it. I was like, yeah. you know, the sideshow mm -hmm. kid. Who they bring in every now and then, and uh, but still, to witness its growth like that, and then see and see how sustained it's been since it's since we stopped shooting, has been crazy. And it's interesting to to look at that and in, in contrast to um, how quickly things pick up for shows now. Like you know, like they dropped the entire season and once on netflix for outer banks mm -hmm. and boom you know millions of fan, like immediately just be, yeah. you know being yeah. knowing kind of knowing where you stand like it, you know we were in the top 10 on netflix for forever it was and it just took back in the day you know net, and with network television you don't have that instant mm -hmm. feedback oh, yeah. and um you know it takes a while to find out where you stand but Anyway, it proved itself uh, as far as longevity goes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in times have certainly changed with, you know, the way that content is released and content is now watched. And 
I think it's probably one of the few things that we're grateful for in 2020, being able to binge a show like Outer Banks. You yeah. know what I mean? There's, there's not many other things, you know, this year that you say, oh, I can sit down and I can escape for not just one episode like you would release in, in One Tree Hill, but, you know, you can, as most people did, can watch Outer Banks in probably two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I ripped through it in two to three days. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't same. stop. Once I started, I was like, wow. Um, what's it like being an adult now on more of a what's considered like a teen drama is it is that weird for you no it's refreshing um no because because in with one tree hill i was an adult playing a teenager and which was which was fun but you know even after a while i was like nobody's buying this shit (laughs) it's like (laughs) like i'm 27 they're having to you know put in a Put in a little extra hair and a little, you know, <laughs> for the grays, and um, which we're already going. You know, I started started getting these bad boys um, while we were doing One Tree Hill, and um, oh yeah, I got so like, that's what getting too. kids will. You got nothing. You got nothing to worry. About. I got something. I got something. It's up there. Um, it is. I, I didn't mean to discount your grays. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's refreshing. So I mean, to to have to play. <laughs> at the age of 27, a 17 year old baller, like was, uh, was silly and it was, it was fun. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been nice to grow into roles that, to mature into roles and play people that are my age, old, old people. (laughs) Um, and, uh, so it's, it's nice and it's, um, it's cool to be able to play my age among, among the, those, the kids. Who aren't kids i mean you know they're yeah. um yeah they're they're youngins but they're they're all they're all awesome and they're and they breathe you know you uh i feed off their energy it's <laughs> nice it's like it's a, like a vampire <laughs> um but really they do they come on set with such exuberance and um and you know just looking at things through a fresh lens and uh and it's that's really nice to be around and a lot of and anyway, it's it's great. And and a lot of the crew for this show are just our old Wilmington friends, a, a bunch of my old like crew friends that I knew through independent film and and various mm. uh, various um, TV and film sets in the southeast. But I mean, this giant it, a lot of the crew is Wilmington based. So that's um, awesome. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a little family, friends. man. Yeah, that's awesome. Really, yeah. It's, it's, it's that set is so fun. Yeah. I feel like you don't hear about that too often in your business, you know, having a, a crew from Wilmington that, you know, that you, you know, have done things with and you get to be on such a massive show and you still feel like a, a part of a family, like you said, I feel like that's rare. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was intimidating a little bit um, coming and starting off with the the size of the role that I had for Outer Banks, which was substantial. And um and I, it was, it was a little bit intimidating, but you, you know, then you get on set and there's, there's your buddy, Bo Webb, who's, you know, mm. who's our camera operator. And there's, um, Michael Jefferson is our first AD whom I've known for years. And we, you know, we go way back, Bo, Bo and I go way back the sound department, Dan and Jenny and, uh, Mike rail, um, Mike is up for an Emmy for his work uh, for he's our sound mixer. He's up for an, he and Dan and Jenny all worked on stranger things. Oh, uh, wow. The last awesome. season, they're up for an Emmy for that. But uh, those guys are all badasses too. And, and just great people that I've known for years. So it, it was, it was nice and put me at ease and to know that. Right. Yeah. I, Calm the nerves a little bit. On set. Yeah. yeah. I had my back. Um, quickly to go, it. quickly to go back to, uh, to one Bill. hill. Do you, oh. do you, Sorry, now I just want to ask: yeah, did, Do you um do you keep in touch with any of those cast members uh, still today? You know, obviously being part, yeah. like we mentioned, of such a a big show, and it sounds like you had conventions and stuff. Do you keep in touch with with some of the the main cast members there? Sure. Uh, yeah, through social media, that's you know, for better or for worse. It's uh, it it um it keeps people in touch, and uh, yeah. and definitely um keep up with a few of them. Uh, Lee Lee Norris. Um, I tried to with Vaughn. We both lived Vaughn Wilson, who played Fergie. Uh, we both lived in Wilmington uh, for a long time. But so I mean, we will keep up, and especially through the conventions. But um, yeah. Hillary is awesome and always reaches out about things. And um, 
and we recently started like a group text with just about everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Antoine's great about uh, who played skills. He's great about yeah. keeping in touch with folks. And Paul touches base every now and then. Just uh, yeah, everybody's really sweet. We're not we're not super tight. We don't live that close to one another. Right. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, um, it's just nice to be able to reach out and have and and have that commonality and have a little back and forth with some of those guys. You always have that bond, right? It's uh, you hear yeah. it from from the classic shows all the time of no matter where everybody goes or what they do, you know, you always kind of you work together every day for so long and became part of something special that you'll always be able to just keep back in touch and, and kind of just talk about whatever's going on or if something is needed and something like that. Yeah, yeah, and Hillary um well, I, the the women from that show were all um Barbara Allen Woods too, uh all just amazing strong creative people too yeah. in, in particular and and they've been working um hillary's done so much like for charity and sophia to just uh advocates for um so many good organizations and uh enjoy and anyway they those it's it's really cool to see how they've used their voices uh they're just uh just good people good folks i love that it's fun. It's funny, you, you got to see them grow up because you mentioned they, they were definitely younger and they talk about it. You know, I've heard interviews with, with Sophia and, and Hillary that they kind of grew up on that show in the public eye throughout nine years, which, you know, kind of puts a perspective in a lot of things. And they had talked about, you know, changing in front of the public eye can be difficult sometimes, but it seems like as a show overall, everybody seemed to handle it with, with grace and, you know, everybody kind of, yeah. you know, went in great directions uh, with their careers, whether it was staying in, in film and in TV or, or other things that they were doing. Yeah, yeah, they, they did. Uh, um, uh, James Lafferty and Stephen Coletti, like they've collaborated on their own series. I mean, just uh, in the, the company that Hillary does, uh, like, shoot, I, she's done like the Christmas, uh, some of the Christmas movies, like has done some really cool, uh, like just like family friendly stuff. Yeah. I think. Lifetime. And um, is it, I don't think it's it, Lifetime. I'm it's thinking not Hallmark. Else. Is it Hallmark is it or Hallmark? Lifetime? Hallmark's a different one. Lifetime. Yeah, I, think, I, I think both of them show Christmas movies. I, I can't remember which one, but but it was it was cool. Just that she got she brought like Daniel Ackles came and did uh, did one, and they brought Colin Fickus, who's another great guy. He played Jimmy Edwards on the show, uh, and Antoine did did one uh, Robert Buckley went and did, anyway those it it's cool they all just kind of yeah oh okay yeah okay. yeah yeah did, yeah. did, did a few I different can't... projects together okay yeah. nuts. and you you did some film work too i we were at imdb um three <laughs> nicholas this is, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is right three nicholas sparks movies actually i did the nicholas sparks hat trick yes um and, and he shoots he's um He's from uh, north, on, on, up, up north in North Carolina on the, on the coast uh, in okay. Newburn. He's from Newburn, North Carolina. Okay. And so like a lot of, you know, his stuff is set on, in the, on that Eastern coast. And so, um, yeah, I got to do the notebook. That was the first one that I did that shot here in Charleston. Another um, classic. Another classic. Dear John shot mm-hmm. here in Charleston. And then um, Safe Haven was shot over in Southport. But uh, that was, and two of those were directed by Lasse Alstrom, who's just amazing. I uh, really love him as a director. But um, yeah, got to do those. Um, I got to do, I mean, the South, it's like I said, the, the, the Southeast has provided some really cool stuff. Hidden Figures, we shot just over yes. in Atlanta. Um, and um, Birth of a Nation, um, got to work with the, anyway, just some really, really cool projects. Um, okay, so we alluded to it obviously throughout throughout our conversation here, but a massive summer hit, or as we can call it, a quarantine hit now is has been your show Outer Banks. As you said, it was in the top ten of Netflix. I think for weeks and weeks on end, um, many people have talked about watching it in two days. I know that Natalie did that. Uh, you know, hard to stop watching one of those. You know, kind of shows that keeps you on your feet, keeps you on your toes. You want to keep keep watching. Uh, overall, I guess being a part of such a popular show in a time where there's not much else to do and there's not much else that, you know, is going on, especially, you know, cause that released back in, in May, I think, or maybe even a little bit earlier. 
how has the reception been for you, you know, from all the fans, you know, worldwide, I would assume. Well, uh, it's been great. And again, like this is a lot of, you know, we've been, everybody's been uh, kind of shut away uh, through this. So on a face-to-face level, I've, I've got very little idea of what, of what uh, the response mm-hmm. is, but I mean, it, um, but through social media, like through Instagram and stuff like that, I mean, it's great. It's everybody's been very positive and supportive and uh, wonderful, wonderful fans. Sweet, you know, very involved, involved fan base that uh, has fun and they do, they do lots of edits and um, it's interesting. It's, it's cool to, to be able to have that relationship a little bit with, with the, with fans through something like Instagram. Or, right. Or, and it's, it's all it's also precarious uh, <laughs> um and in these days any day you know uh, that you've gotta you gotta mind your p's and q's and and you know it just anything you gotta watch what you say anything like said in jest or whatever anyway it's 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 an intense amount of scrutiny that and not not so much for me but i know for the other cast members who are all wonderful good uh, people that are already doing great things. Like I was saying with the one tree hill cast with their voices and doing and um, advocate, just speaking out about charities and call and good causes and mm-hmm. stuff. But, you know, that kind of immediate scrutiny to that, that one becomes the, the under that, under that magnifying glass is just nuts. Um, yeah. But but by and large, um, the fans have been wonderful and kind and supportive, and we you know um, wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are without them. Yeah, for sure. And Were you guys and- expecting that to blow up like that, or not so much, or like you just kind of hoped for it? Kind of hoped for it. I mean, you know, you expect nothing and hope for the best. It's you know, what I kind of try to live by. But. Uh, it, it was, it was that it, I had a good feeling about it. And, um, and I know our creators had a good feeling about it. I mean, it, they, they believe their belief in it was palpable, like as we mm-hmm. shot and everything. And um, so, um, so yeah, uh, I, I did, but I did, I couldn't have seen, seen it having this much impact and seeing, I, I couldn't have foreseen this level of popularity for it. So it's been, it's been, a very pleasant surprise. And I don't think we got this information from Wikipedia. I hope we didn't, but we have <laughs> seen that season two has been confirmed. Is that, yes. that's right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, what, um, can you, what, what can you tell us about that with quarantine and shooting and timelines, anything that you know yet? We have not even begun shooting. So, I mean, it's season two has been confirmed. We got the go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it can happen. But right. uh, just the, everything's very uncertain right now with the, uh, you know, the way things are. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, that's, that is a precarious thing. We, um, I, and I haven't seen any scripts. I'm sure some of the um, main cast members have, some of the lead mm-hmm. actors have seen scripts and they probably collaborated some with Jonas and Josh. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to um, I don't know what to say other than we like we should hopefully we'll be shooting by the end of the month, but um, thing you know we're just trying to figure the uh, things are not going to be the same. I mean, as yeah. far as um, how you can physically shoot and mm-hmm. you know um, as far as distancing and doing it in a safe way because one you know one person one one link in that chain goes out you've got to shut down production it's yeah and and that's no cheap feat yeah i mean you're all sports right now i mean one one member of a team gets it they have to shut the whole team down for x amount of days or weeks even so it'll be interesting to see how you can shoot something not just out of banks but just in general in the film and tv industry you know, while being, you know, socially distanced, it seems, it, to me, it seems almost impossible for a lot of genres. It, it, it seems, I mean, you know, as they, Netflix is being very careful and they, and you know, they're going to, um, they're going to do everything they can. I mean, they've, they've had a lot of people putting their brains to this issue and not just Netflix, um, the unions, mm-hmm. the various uh, unions and stuff have as well. And so, 
I mean, the cast is really going to be the only people. They're going to be the only people on set with that aren't masked. And we were sent a picture of what is required of any crew member or whomever mm-hmm. that comes within six feet of the cast on set. And it's, I mean, it's like the boy in the bubble kind of thing. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's mask, it's, it's a uh, face shield and like the full, wow. um, like trash bag, uh, gloves. So they're, they're not, they're not taking any chances, I think. And, um, that's good though. I mean, there, there have been plenty of people in the public eye who have been taking chances um, that maybe shouldn't be. So, yeah, no, you're right about that. Um, <laughs> but I, th- I and I, I think you know, our um, Jonas, our creator, had sent on this group text. He was like, "Look, guys," he's like, "This," and he, and he mentioned the major league baseball thing. He was like, yeah. "This could, this could be us." So. He's like, when we're done shooting, he's like, no, going to Taco Boy, no going, you know, that's a bar restaurant um, in Charleston. Like, you know, no going out downtown Charleston. You can, you can hang with each other, but you don't want to rock the, you don't want to rock the boat because it's, it's over like that. And so um, Madison Bailey had commented back. She was like, don't worry. She's like, my, my desire to work and continue working precludes any desire to go out (laughs) and party. Yeah. that I would have so uh, and I think we all feel that way I, I think everybody's everybody wants to work and so you want to yeah. work you gotta you gotta play it pretty carefully yeah it's, um, it's all about being a strong team you know one one week yeah. link messes it up for everybody whether it's a tv shoot or it's a, obviously a professional sports team or yeah. just just a, just what no matter what, everyday life friend groups no matter what you have one week link in it and it, it, the whole thing goes down yeah so I mean I I got to feel our cast and crew are going to kind of, you know, commit to being as careful as they can and honest and they're going to, you know, do temp checks every day and the cast is going to actually be, we're going to be tested. We're going to be testing frequently. Mm -hmm. So um, I, yeah, I just, I know they, they've been in pre-production and everybody's got their fingers crossed that it's actually going to happen. And the numbers can stay steady enough that and not spike. So, do you, did you know at the beginning of this show when you went to shoot episode one, do they sign you on for two seasons or is it like one season? Let's see how it goes. How, how does that it's work? That. It's the, the latter. Yeah. Mm. That, uh, let's see how it goes. And, um, we, we weren't assured of, of, of anything for, you know, at the onset, but, um, but everybody felt pretty good about it and right, rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations on all the success. I mean, it's, it's, it's Thank you so much. Thanks. been awesome to, to see. It's been one of the, it was one of the shows that, that people talk about throughout the whole summer. And, you know, we're going to look back on this hopefully sometime sooner rather than later and, you know, be able to have a sigh of relief. And I think, you know, Outer Banks will be one of those things that people say, you know, that was one of the best things that I watched during quarantine because, you know, I know that's what we've both seen and what we experienced as well. It was something that we both enjoyed. It was great. And it's great. It's, it's, and it's, it's hit on it, it's not um relegated to one demographic either it's it's a really wide swath of people mm-hmm. i think that have enjoyed that it's been interesting to to hear from all the different age ranges and um that that responded well to it right. um, yeah uh, and and for and it's and with everything as uncertain as it is like you know it's it's cool to it's <laughs> who knows when exactly we're going to start back up, but it's cool to know that I do have something lined up to start yeah, yeah. back up on and um, grateful for that. How has quarantine been for you? You have, you have three kids, right? Oh, I do. <laughs> it's, you got uh, that one, right? it's loud. Quarantine <laughs> is loud. Um, it's, it's been good. We uh, we're lucky. We've got a great family. Um, How old are, are you? kids my oldest son my oldest i've got three boys my oldest okay. son is 17 and then i've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old okay. um those all come with different challenges i'm sure <laughs> oh yes yes and the, the, the um the 17 year old is amazing he's been patient and level and uh good with this whole thing and, and helpful with his brothers so I got a good kid and the other two are good. They're just, they're six and four and yeah. uh, you know, they've, they can find the, the one Lego to fight over for two hours and 
<laughs> you know, it's not not maddening. Um, <laughs> but we're we're lucky to uh, we're lucky to have weathered weathered this as um, gracefully as we have for sure. Are you? playing teacher then for the new school year or are they going or I don't know what your area is doing in terms of going back to school it's we're we're still figuring it out I mean it's looking like I will somewhat like even with the remote classes you know mm -hmm. there's a especially with the younger ones there's a presence that's required mm -hmm. yeah. um, not so much with the 17 year old but and right. most of what he's studying is over my head anyway now so I'm like, <laughs> I can't the, teach the math you. especially I'm like mm, I, I, I'm, I'm no help at all um, honestly that math was even over my head in high school I, I, I could I was a horrible student when it came to <laughs> math chemistry just oh same uh, chemistry was the worst mm -mm. Spanish was the worst for me I couldn't do that that I that I, I liked do. that the same same languages I'm, I'm good with and uh, my six-year-old well, my four-year-old would uh would have been going into um his second year at a bilingual academy like they do oh, spanish cool. immersion um, i love that man yeah and the the six-year-old just has done three years of the, there and he's he was going to be going to a montessori school anyway now there's um we don't know we don't know we don't know what's going on um Chances are they're all going to start remotely and then see if they can ease into something. Does, I, a, uh, yeah. Yeah. Does your I oldest son want to fall? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go. I didn't <laughs> have anything worthwhile to say. It really wasn't a contribution. I was just going to ask, does your oldest son want to follow in your footsteps at all? Is he, you know, does he like the drama theater aspect? He does. He does. He goes to Charleston County School of the Arts and he does, and he's um, majoring in theater there and drama and he's a good actor um he's he auditioned for a few uh film and television things a while back but just kind of it was it was more stressful than enjoyable for him i think yeah. but he's really good i mean he's uh, he's he's a natural um on stage and he played romeo and romeo and juliet last year and um he's uh and he can do he does musical theater so he enjoys it all um, I think he's more pragmatic than I am. I think he was like, it's like, well, you know, it'd be cool to keep doing theater in some capacity, but he wants to do video game development or maybe something in the sciences. We don't, you know, we're not, uh, he's not sure. He's level-headed enough to know that it's a tough road to hoe if you do want to mm -hmm. yeah. earn your living as an actor. And um, I don't think he's opposed. If something were to fall into his lap, he wouldn't say no but right. he's not he's not dead set on that as a career That's he enjoys it though and he's good at it it's good we'll to see about the other two. Oh yeah they're <laughs> sure, all, they're all hams <laughs> yeah but they're they're hams and, and just little weirdos louis the six-year-old is always mugging and doing voices and stuff and, I, <laughs> and you know even when i'm like my god what a weirdo and i'm looking at him just getting 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 annoyed the weird sounds coming out of his mouth and i'm like oh yeah that was me that's yeah, i did exactly <laughs> that and um and it's wonderful he's he's, he's wonderfully weird <laughs> that's awesome very great um before we uh before we let you get out of here obviously uh we talked about outer banks anything else upcoming that might be in post-production or anything else you're working on that you wanted to talk about yeah um absolutely there uh i got to Actually, towards the end of uh, shooting Outer Banks, I got to be a part of um, what what's going to be a um, Amazon Prime um, original limited series um, based on Colson Whitehead's novel Under the Underground Railroad. Oh, cool! Um, oh, wow! And and Barry Jenkins wrote and directed uh, the, the whole series, and he's amazing. Just studied at Moonlight, and if Beale Street could talk, and um, that was a great just movie. The, the, this, yeah um and that book is great i finally i hadn't read the book before i uh, before i jumped in to do to do the episodes that i did and um now i'm reading it it's the book's amazing and heartbreaking and um anyway yeah and i i got to um anyway i got a nice role in that um and got to work with some some wonderful actors uh chikuti awuji and um oh, wow. and uh 
Joel Edgerton, um, mm. and some, and, uh, uh, Peter shoot his name left me right now, but, uh, Jacuti and Peter both had done like, uh, extensive work with Royal Shakespeare company. Um, and just brilliant dudes, uh, in a, in a tough story to tell and, and timely. It's, it's very it's, uh, timely. It's timely. And, uh, Barry is just, Barry is incredible. Anyway, I think it's going to be beautiful. And, um, and it's just, it's, it's a uh, good storytelling. The scripts were just impeccable. Um, that, and there's a Showtime series. I'm, I'm not sure when that's going to be released after having said all that. They finally, they stopped shooting, I think in, um, March, but, uh, but then I, there's a Showtime series called Your Honor. Um, they got cut short. We were still shooting actually that, uh, that's, that's with, um, Brian Cranston is executive producer and a lot of really good cast members um, in that. And he's a lead in it, but um, I'm playing another cop in that thing. Yeah, that is another trend. We meant to ask you about that. You do play a lot of law enforcement uh, roles, I feel like, throughout your career. Even, even before the mustache. And uh, <laughs> just something about my, I don't know if it's like my squat Irish frame or whatever. The people are like, asshole cop you um <laughs> but uh but yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what to attribute that to it and I, i've played i've played three cops that met their end by zombies um wow. and, and three different projects uh <laughs> so I, I don't know what's up with the cop thing but at least the one um your honor uh, i'm playing plain clothes uh lieutenant on the police force so i don't have to i don't have to wear um the uniform all the, the time. The uniform, <laughs> which is one, like, I just, I just hope that in season two of Outer Banks, like, they'll let me out of, <laughs> out of that uniform, like, just once, like, I just want to wear, like, I want to wear normal clothes, I want to have a scene, like, shoop, off duty, like, shoop, just fishing, <laughs> shoop, shoop, just, shoop's got a life outside the <laughs> sheriff's department, so shoop's personal life a little bit, he's cool. Just a little bit. I so mean, much, um, yeah, so I'm at the bar. Yeah, we would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Clean, you know, cleaning the boat off duty. I don't know, but um, there's just that, just that, that uniform was hot. <laughs> it does, it was not real breathable. Um, it didn't so look shooting breathable. in the summer in Charleston. It was not. It was not. It wasn't, uh, I don't, I don't believe it was all organic fibers. Uh, there's some man made material going on there. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, those are, those are two things that I'm excited about. So the underground railroad and your honor, and hopefully, um, I, I was two days actually, uh, two days away from going back to new Orleans to work on another episode of your honor when everything shut down. Oh, okay. And, um, so hopefully that, that will resume. And fortunately I was, again, again, I, I had a mustache in that one too. So I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna rock the boat if I'm, if I'm working both, both shows. Well, there you have it, folks. You could you hear that, you know, obviously you'll be all over the people's screens throughout whenever the resume comes back and we hope it's sooner rather than later. Uh, Cole McCann, thank you enough for joining us. We really do appreciate it taking some time out of your you know busy schedule here with the, with the kids and everything going on. So we, uh, we appreciate you joining us. Um, It's been a pleasure speaking with you, learned about your, um, your life and your career. And we know you're not from Buffalo now. We'll go from <laughs> now, you know, and I don't share a birthday with Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Wonderful. My birthday is July 8th. I'm not asking for cards. I just want people to know. And I just I want born, them to know. <laughs> I just want them to know. Yeah. Roll the credits fans will definitely send you something for July 8th. I think so. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, those, you know, I absolutely didn't mean what I said when I'm not asking for cards. <laughs> or, we're, we're glad you didn't storm off. And again, thank you so yep. much. We appreciate oh, it. It's not too late. Just uh, try <laughs> me. Just get at, get at try me. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Colin. Thanks. Thank you. down-to-earth guy very kudos, kind man. kudos kudos to him for
for joining us. Uh, you know, obviously you guys got to hear a whole lot about Outer Banks and also a whole lot about One Tree Hill, which I yeah. know, as we said, still a ton of a huge fan base out there for that yep. show. And that's one of those shows that will live on forever. Yeah, um, it definitely. So will. it was really cool to hear him talk about record uh, filming it in the moment and then also the relationships he has with the cast after. Yeah, for sure. And his upcoming projects too. Your Honor. Yes. Um, uh, Brian Cranston. Yeah, he's, he's obviously working with a lot of great actors and, and producers and directors and a and couple of uh, Underground Railroad as well. Yep. Um, that one's Amazon you know. Prime. The other one is um, Showtime. So be yes. on the lookout for those. He doesn't know exactly when um, yeah. those will be released, obviously, as I think it's a lot of question marks. But you also heard season two confirmed, and he's hoping that OBX. they get to shoot by the end of this month. Um, you know, obviously, a huge I hope so, too. I know you do. I got. I, I really got to well. see. I really got to see how um, John B and Don't Sarah's. No. <laughs> I'm sure a lot right, of right, heard, right, but just in case, they've heard. Just in they've case. heard. Well, just I just have case. to see what happens next with John B. Yeah, I'll it. just put that, it that way. Um, but yeah, honestly, Colin, we we thank you so much for joining yes. us here and all the credits. We we uh, we loved it. We loved chatting with you. Yeah, you seem to got a great thing going down on in the Carolinas throughout your career. It's awesome that you've been able to to do a lot of homework, if you will, realistically, you know, traveling to North Carolina, different parts of South Carolina, you know, Atlanta's not too far, New Orleans, things like that. So um, it was a treat for, for us to, to, yeah, to speak with Yeah, it him. totally was. Um, highlight so, of my week. Yes, highlight of, highlight of the month, technically, as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. No, it was great. We we really do appreciate it. And as I mentioned, and remember, show, please send um, him birthday cards on July eighth. Yes, we need July eighth. You, know, you know, Dak Shepard has uh, the arm cherries as his fan. That's what he calls his yeah. fans. We need to have a nickname for ours. The Credies, like I don't. RTCers. That's a mouthful. We'll have to think about it. But okay. um, yes, if you're listening, July 8th is his birthday. He expects uh, gifts and forms of uh, gold jewelry, uh, expensive chocolates, or uh, photographs of himself. Um, so that's all that he will accept. Um, but yeah, you know, it was great. And uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I am recording this from my phone. So if my audio quality is a little bit uh, subpar. I apologize. But we tried to let him do most of the talking uh, in the interview. Yeah. Well, I'd rather listen to him talk than you. So. Yeah, that's true. Most people would rather other people listen, other people talk. Um, but I also don't have a laptop, so I don't have my wheel, Tina. So obviously, oh, no. we're, we're I don't have to, a wheel. To, what are we going to do? We're returning to regular scheduled programming next week, which we're excited to. I haven't watched a fucking movie in like two goddamn weeks. And, you know, for me, that that's insane. It's a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm watching usually two or three movies a week. But uh, so I devised a little bit of a game that we're going to play. I'm going to play with you to, to choose our next actor or actress. Um, and that's how we're going to choose. Um, All right, let's do it. But we've got exciting things. We're hoping to have some more people join us soon as well. We're on some things that work in the background. So stay tuned for that. But um, all right. So I have a, a list here of a number of actors and actresses. Uh, I would like you to pick a number between one and 18. 12. Left or right left bottom or top sorry uh, <laughs> not, 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 not a euphemism <laughs> i know uh get your mind out of the gutter natalie um bottom okay so one more question that will decide who we are going with um down or up actually two more questions i'm sorry down or up up and again one through 18 eight all right we got our winner um a very lovely actress by the name of amy adams you you, you might know her from american hustle which you just watched obviously Good. uh i loved her in the limited series on hbo sharp objects sharp objects oh she should have got awards for that. That's crazy that, that she didn't. That was fucking incredible. Um, but she's obviously been in a ton of movies and has been great in, in everything that she's done. Um, so we'll be super excited to, to dive into her work next week on Roll the Credits. Um, and again, we'll be back to regular uh, release time. So I know you guys listen to us on a Friday right now. 
Um, we'll be back to our regular schedule Wednesday programming with Amy Adams. Tina, anything left to say? No. No? No, I don't think so. Um, this is a good episode. This might, yeah. this, this might be up there for my favorite episode. I don't know. I think it might be uh, my favorite too. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a little weird hearing you call me Natalie during the, the interview um, mm. because as you know, that's my actual name. Um, and you, you rarely call me that. So that was, that was funny. And yes, no. well, I just feel weird because like on the zoom, it says Natalie and I don't want to say right. Tina and then the, then be like, who the, the fuck, fuck is Tina? Yeah. 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 Um, I know it's, it's quite yes. confusing that I have multiple names. Don't get used to it. It's just, it's Tina forever. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, RT Sears. No, it's not going to stick. Um, but we are going to dive into Amy Adams. We really hope you enjoyed Colin Moss. Again, one more time, Colin, thank you so much for rollers. joining us. No, we're not like doing drugs. <laughs> we're, not, we're not like roller skaters or in the roller derby. Um, we'll, we'll work on the nickname. If you guys have anything that you want to be called, let us know. Um, but until next time, thank you so much. I'm Ryan. And I'm Tina. T- Tina, yes. I'm Tina. Tina. Uh, Tina forever. Uh, stay safe. Follow, follow uh, you know, your orders for whatever it is. Wear a mask. Wear a mask, please. When you can. Um, obviously, we're still on this thing. So hopefully this is a release as always, and we really did enjoy it. And we'll talk to you guys next week.